podcast. This is John alongside Irv and Dion. Our mission is to rank and discuss some topics ranging from sports and movies to music and food. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to play along and give us some feedback on Twitter at that's a good point one. Point. And today we're going to get to dive into what we aim to make a tradition within each season of our world-renowned podcast, and we call this the Quick Six Mini List Blitz, and Ooh, yeah. probably a lot of other things. It's a mouthful. <laughs> we will use our matrix, sometimes called a prioritizing grid. Nice job there. And make good points to try to persuade each other to vote for the things that we like. As we did last season, we'll be letting you in on the results of six lists that we have already ranked and share our good points as we go, but you won't hear our actual demonstration of the matrix being used. So if you want to see that, or listen to that, I guess, you're not going to see anything, um, you'll need to listen to a, a different podcast. Um, not a different podcast, a different, different episode, episode. <laughs> different of our isn't, podcast. Isn't there some disease where you like confuse the senses, like synesthesia or something, where like you can smell colors? and so Maybe oh. you can. What does well, blue can, smell maybe, like? Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe you can watch our podcast. I'm just saying maybe you can confuse those. I we have I've heard about this. Yeah. Garth Brooks says he sees colors. Like, so when he converts things... Like, I, I uh, see No, co- no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, in, like, sees colors with notes. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I so knew he, what I was he, trying he can, to say. He can hear colors. He can hear colors. Sure, Thank yeah. you. You knew what I meant to I, say. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he can hear colors or, like... When he sees notes or whatever, like he, it, he associates them with colors. So gotcha. Yeah. There's, Interesting. There's something to do with that. So yeah. I'm just saying maybe people can see our podcast. In their head. In their head, yeah. I wonder what we look like. Oh, I've got to be devastatingly handsome, I'm, cer- I'm certain. I'm certain, certain, certain of that. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed our last mini lits, mini lits, <laughs> mini list blitz. <laughs> Antique! (laughs) (laughs) Go back and find episode 7 of season 2 and you can catch what we did last season. We would like to take a moment to recognize our pointer of the week who also happened to be a guest on our podcast last week and that is one James Severson. Congratulations. Two weeks in a row having a high honor. First of all, getting to co-host and then being pointer of the week. Yeah, that's that's a run right there. Yeah, that's like getting married and winning the Nobel Prize in back-to-back weeks, I I think. That happens to a lot of people. I hadn't thought about it quite like that, but that's... That's an accurate depiction. I think so. Yeah. Is that speaking from experience? (laughs) (laughs) I I think I was runner-up for the Nobel. I just assume I was because I never got the call. Sure, sure. So James helped us to discuss the best frozen pizzas that money can buy. And to our surprise, we had a little bit of what I think we all decided was an upset winner Mm -hmm. as Bellatoria prevailed over tried-and-true favorites such as Tombstone, Red Baron, Tostino's, and others. Yeah. Totinos, not Tostinos. Yeah, totinos. totinos and others. Um, did you guys hear any other feedback as you talked to people about our frozen pizza podcast? I talked to a few people. At, uh, my question was, have you ever had Bellatoria? Have you ever had Bellatoria? And I, I didn't find a single person that had. We'd, you know, you'd Google the box and they go, I've seen that before. I've mm-hmm. just never tried it. And so, hey. The, the one or two people I talked to about Bellatoria, they asked if it was a little more local or regional one. And I couldn't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, because James read the history on that one right. for us, and I couldn't remember uh, when I was talking to this uh, to these people about whether or not it was a regional one. But no, other than that, I mean, I think they were pretty okay with the results. So, yeah, for sure. 
So without any further ado, here are the lists that we have gone through and ranked in our quick six mini list blitz. Excellent job. Got to slow that down (laughs) like prioritizing grid. Um, So what we're going to be talking about today are these topics. Star Wars Saga Jedis, Bill Raftery catchphrases, and after all, he was voted our best college basketball color commentator, and he's all of our favorite. So we decided to go a little further with old Bill Raftery and see what we think about some of his best phrases. Be prepared to hear a lot of bad impressions. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) Um, We're going to take a look at defunct sports logos. So sports logos of teams that no longer exist. The best fast food breakfast restaurant. So we're going to look at this as a whole, not specific um, sandwiches or, or meals, but I'm sure some of those will come up as we discuss. Definitely. Um, and we'll, we'll hit those in our, um, in our discussion with you. Weird Al Yankovic songs. And finally, the best pet that isn't a cat or a dog. So if any of these lists are not in your wheelhouse, check out the description um, to this episode, and we've included timestamps, so you can feel free to fast forward to the list that you are most interested in. Oh, I'm excited. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and start ranking our lists, and we're starting today with Best Jedi from the Star Wars Saga. So our options, in no particular order, are Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, Rey, Anakin Skywalker, Yoda, and Mace Windu. And we had some good discussion on this and had to brush up on a few facts from the different uh, stories. Um, And here are the results. In sixth place, Rey. Fifth place, Anakin. Hmm. Fourth place, Mace Windu. In third place, Obi-Wan. Second was Luke Skywalker, and our winner is Yoda. Mm. <laughs> Yoda is in the studio. Um, <laughs> before we listen to your good points, are there a few other Jedis that you guys would like to discuss? I know, Irv, you are a Qui-Gon Jinn fan. You want yep. to take a minute and talk about him? Yeah, I, you know, my, and I'm fine with the, the six that we landed on. I really am. My only arguments for... Maybe why Qui-Gon could have ended up on there was, you know, he's the one that said, hey, we should train Anakin Skywalker, which, you know, maybe that was a good idea, maybe not. You know, Anakin, uh, whether or not he, uh, you know, overall was good, you know, let you decide on that one. But uh, also, he was the first one to figure out as a Jedi of how to commune from the afterworld, from, from being, you know, dead, and then was able to communicate with Yoda, taught Yoda that, Yoda taught Obi-Wan, and so on. Um Plus, I just think, you know, when we first meet him, he is a master. He, he's the one that trains Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's the one. Um, I, I just think he had a lot going for him. Our, our understanding of him was not a lot in the movies because it was such just a small size to sample him from. But um, that he would have been one I, I could have included. Okay. Um, we do have a special guest with us uh, who, who gave his two or three cents on this and took my place in the voting. And that is uh, one of our younger listeners and a um, someone who is, is aiming at trying to be a pointer of the week down the road. <laughs> yeah. And that is Donovan Brait. 
Donovan, are there any other Jedis from your Star Wars knowledge that you consider to be good Jedis that we didn't talk about? Um, not really. <laughs> These are like your top six. Yeah. These are the ones you really like. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had discussed, if you've seen Star Wars Rebels, there's Kanan, Jarrus, and Ezra Bridger, who are both great characters in the Star Wars Rebels series. Was there four seasons of that? I think so. And Sounds then, like your little brother is a big fan of Ezra Bridger. Yeah. And there are uh, the, the Clone Wars series, and there's a lot of great Jedi in that one that you probably could have included. Ahsoka Tana, although I do believe she leaves the Jedi Order, doesn't she? She does. So I don't know if you technically... Oh, ruined it for me. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. She's in Mandalorian in the, that one episode. She is. She's in an episode of Mandalorian. Is she in one or two? Just one. I think just one. I think just one. Just one, and they mention her in another one. Yeah. We should probably also let you know, there's some spoilers in here, uh, so... Yeah. Sorry to everyone who has been waiting, putting this off since 1977 to watch Star Wars. <laughs> if you haven't seen A New Hope by now, yeah. too bad. Um, so let's hear a little bit then. Were there any other Jedi that you guys no, wanted I, to bring no. up from? Uh, the, the six we had, or I think you could have thrown Qui-Gon in there and voted seven. But and beyond he, that... He I might have upset somebody in there. But yeah. yeah. So let's hear a few of your good points. Dion, why don't you start us off with some of your... Uh, Good points. You bet. You and I'm going to apologize right now. Here's a spoiler, so pause and fast forward. Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader, and we decided you don't count the Darth Vader years with him as a Jedi, or I could have ranked him higher because he's pretty, a pretty bad dude, right? Yeah. Um, and has a lot of power, and but Sith are not Jedi, right? Yeah, That's the, our... Sorry, the way you described it, the Darth Vader, I picture like a scrapbook. Oh, <laughs> oh this is where we switch with the Anakin to the Darth little, Vader here. Here's a little Annie Pod racing, and here he is, and now, oh my, what happened there? Oh, hey, you got a black suit and he's a, a helmet. He's more machine now than man. Yeah. So I think that dropped him down, maybe. Like, he would have rose pretty sure. high up, maybe even won this if you include the, like, the Darth Vader. Um, well, you get to that scene in um, Rogue One. Rogue One. Oh, yeah. And that's one of my favorite one scenes. One of the classic scenes sure, we've talked good. about. Um, Mace Windu, you only get the prequels, but if you have seen Clone Wars, he's he's great in those. And so I'm, I'm happy with it, how it turned out. If you didn't have the last three movies, obviously you wouldn't have Rey in this list, but that's when you really get to see Luke as a master, and I think it elevates him because you can see kind of a backstory that you fill, get to fill in with your imagination a little bit sure. about how powerful he is. But if you take kind of whiny Luke from the first original two movies, and then I know he gets a little bit better by Return of the Jedi, maybe would have rigged him a little lower, but I'm very happy with how it turned out. Okay. Donovan, what went through your mind as you did your rankings? Um, I mostly voted for Yoda to win because uh, in episode one when we first get introduced, uh, he's already the Grand Master yeah. instead of just a Jedi Master. Mm. And so I feel like he could, and he's like really small and like jumps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some pretty good gymnastics moves. Yeah. Um, We've used our Matrix to rank our favorite Star Wars scenes before. That's right. Yes. And one of my favorite ones is at the end of Episode 2 when he fights uh, Count Dooku. Count Dooku, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he, I feel like he could be basically anybody he wanted to. Right. If you really try hard enough. Sure. Um, but, yeah. One thing I'll say about Yoda, too, to back up Donovan a little bit on this. You know, like at the end of 3, when... Um, Palpatine's hitting him with the, you know, the shock stuff. You know, he can absorb it. 
what I've thought about that a lot is Yoda studies the dark side. Like, he's able to understand that power and able to then just kind of, like, absorb it. And I think that that, that in and of itself puts him above a lot of people because he's able to just withstand a lot of that. Um, we talked about this, you know, obviously off mic here, but, like, off microphone, but, like, the, all the different categories, if you were to score all these guys and average them all out, Obi-Wan Kenobi might be your your best overall. Right. He, probably, know, he doesn't win a category, but he ranks really high in all of them. Yes. He checks a lot of boxes. So I'm good with him being third, but I just as easily could have been happy with him at second or first. Um, but my personal two favorites are Yoda and Luke. So I'm very happy with this list, and I'm very happy with the ranking. So. Excellent. Nice. And I thought your Obi-Wan Kenobi... Analysis was a good point, so that's a good point. Thank you. All right, any parting thoughts before we move on to our next list? I thought we did a great job. I look forward to ranking the best Star Wars scenes in a full episode. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, good discussion. For list number two in this quick six mini list blitz. Excellent job. Um, We took a look at pets, but not a cat or a dog? Now, is that a cat in the room? Or was that a dog? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a donkey. Oh. Um, so, okay. <laughs> our list for this um, this list, in no particular order, are rabbits, snakes, fish, birds, <laughs> rodents. Which could include a hamster or a gerbil or a guinea pig. But not a ferret. It's part of the weasel family. Little known fact. Or maybe very known fact. I don't know. Um, and then finally, turtles. I knew it. Crush. So our our final... Are there any other different pets that we did not include? Uh, you, that you could think have done could a have ferret been? or chinchilla, which are... You know, Is that also weasel family? Weasel family. But I think you could have... Like, a lot of people like those pot-belly pigs. Or yeah. They, I mean... Or did you want to do exotic animals? There's people lizards. that have, like, wild animals. I've, I've had anole lizards and an iguana before. I've so. seen people who have raccoons. As a pet? As a pet. You are from Bagley. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, there goes our listenership for yeah. Bagley. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> um, illegally, some people have had uh, some from the uh, kangaroo family, I believe. Yes, yeah. Ba- out by Panora, there used to be a family that had a bear. Okay, the bear. Woodvines. I, the Woodvines were two years ahead of me in school. The Woodvines, yes. Yeah. That was awesome. They had a bear. Every had time bear. we went to an athletic event in Panora, right. I'd yell out on the bus, hey, right. there's the bear. Right, right by Linden. Right? Uh, Josh, yeah. Justin, I don't know if you guys listen to this show, but if you if you don't, you're probably, you know, hopefully someone tells them now to listen to this episode. But, yeah, that was their that was They their had bear. a pet bear. Yeah. Why did they have a bear? Because to have one? I don't know. Did they yeah. get told they couldn't anymore? Uh, there were people, unfortunately, and this is kind of sad. People like I think took some shots at it. Like I think, really, yeah, I kind of heard rumors about that. I don't, I can't confirm that. That's not cool. No, so people would like take yeah. So, it, but he was just minding his own business. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, here were our results. In sixth place were the snakes. Fifth place. Oh, the snakes. Fifth place were rodents. In fourth place, turtles. Third place, birds. Second place, fish. And your winner, the rabbit. So, Irv, 
Can I, can I, I know oh. you're going to go to her first. I sat this one out. Go, go ahead and interrupt. Um, <laughs> as a science teacher, I've tried to have different living organisms in my classroom throughout the years, and the only one of these that I haven't had in my room at some point is a snake. And it got, got last place, and I don't have anything against snakes. I've just never wanted to go through the maintenance, and uh, I... I don't know if I agree with how it ended up or not, but I just wanted to point that out that all of these have been in my ownership at some point. So sure. I think you need to bring a animal back to the classroom. I absolutely do. For sure. Irv, what you got? Uh, I'm good with the top two of this because these are the two animals that growing up we had as pets beyond that of a cat or dog. Um, rabbits. Had a rabbit named Thumper. He was a good rabbit. And then we had fish. We had all sorts of fish in an aquarium. The rest from... I'm pretty indifferent on. I never really wanted a hamster gerbil, but whatever, turtle, blah, 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 don't care. Snake, I'm like Indiana Jones, don't like snakes. Um, <laughs> you do have the hat. Yes, I do. I've been fine with a bird, but I also don't need one in my life. So, Donovan, you got any points? Um, I feel like some of these are easy pets, like the fish and, like... Some some of the rodents and rabbits are three pretty easy pets, but like snakes and um, like birds are they're high maintenance. Like snakes aren't you don't have to like play with them all the time, but like you they're hard to take care of with like their pen or like their cage or whatever. Sure. And um, and so I feel like and I've never had a snake. Found you don't have to feed them all that once a Yeah, day? certain, certain species weeks. you can feed them every couple weeks and they get by fine. Yeah, give them a mouse, right? I, yeah, I I've had mice and gerbils, and one when I had when we had a lot of mice, it you to sex them to tell if they're a male or a female. Sometimes you can't tell until it's too late, and they've already impregnated another mouse. And so, if you are a mice mouse person or a rat person, you sometimes end up with more than you want. But people that have snakes are happy to to purchase those. And so, <laughs> You create a market with your, uh, you're creating feed for the snakes when, yeah, you, when you have it. And I've always found the little rodents to be kind of cuddly and cool. They run the wheel. They, they're they pretty tame. Sure. Not like you know, like hamsters, with... they sometimes have those big uh, elaborate mazes they yeah. run through. Yep. And... Well, I'd say a knock against them is I, we had a couple gerbils one time and you they had those plastic mazes and they are able to chew through those and get out and you don't, you don't want that. That's not something you want. Find a gerbil in your shoe in the right. morning. Yep. <laughs> um, did you have any other main good points there, Donovan? Not really, but I you feel did a like nice job with that. The easier pets would be higher. Easier. You pets, should mention higher which which ones of those have you had in your lifetime? Um, rabbits. Rabbits. That's it. Yep. But they're nice and cuddly and soft and fun. So, what would be your second choice, Donovan, out of this list? Probably a bird. He's always wanted a bird, but John, keep working. What's wrong with a bird? Birds make too much noise. That's right. <laughs> so, but you could put the bird out in the garage, right? Put them outside and just let them fly away. <laughs> I don't think Donovan's going to win the bird debate unless he gets mom on his side. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my big argument with birds is they just make too much racket. I mean, I don't need a bird squawking all the time in the house. The only, by the way, I'm probably not very. Um, knowledgeable in this area because out of this list and any list the only pet i've ever had is a fish more than one 
not just oh, okay. one fish. Sure. Yeah. But, Did you, you ever know, take him for walks or anything? Or? <laughs> you know, we tried. <laughs> they fish? just couldn't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> one fish, two fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had goldfish. Fish, fish. We had a goldfish that jumped out of the bowl one time. God. Yeah. That would be, yeah. And then we actually had the, the aquarium with the heat pump and all that stuff so you could get some of those more exotic fish. But, yeah, that was a long time ago. So, um, yeah, birds, too much noise. Any other final points before we move on to our next topic? I think that was a good list. Thank you, Donovan, for helping us rank the first two there. Yeah, thanks for joining us and taking time out of your busy schedule. It was fun. Thank you. Next up on our rankings today, we're going to go back to our old friend Bill Raftery, who won our uh, Best Color Commentator podcast just a few weeks ago, yeah, right? One of my favorites. He's got he's known for a lot of sayings, and we've kind of looked into a few of these and know a little bit of the backgrounds of them. You bet. Um, but there are so many good ones. We did narrow it down to seven, and those are... Feel free to throw in your in interpretations or impressions at any point. Maybe we should just explain what they mean. Send it in, big fella. So send it in. It's talking about big fella. It's usually a, a dunk or a big man finishing at the rim, and they send it in the rim. So it's pretty straightforward, right? And it's derived from the send it in Jerome. Yeah, he said send it in Jerome. When Jerome Lane dunked in the late 80s, yep. and he played for University of Pittsburgh and pulled down the whole backboard. Broke the backboard. Then number two on the list is lingerie, a little lingerie on the deck. And that's, you've heard of, probably heard of people being faked out of their shorts, right? Or yes. faked out of their pants. So lingerie on the deck is if uh, somebody makes a great move and leaves their defender behind. He's a little lingerie on the deck. And uh, I will say, like, he said this during one of the, because he is the number one commentator for CBS now. Uh, and there were people who were confused by that, like, what does this mean? And I was actually offended, like, come on, you got to brush up on your Bill Raftery signs before you just jump in and start watching. Like, you got to know what this stuff means, because yeah. it's a pretty famous saying. Uh, the next one is onions! Basically means uh, get some testicular fortitude there. <laughs> yeah. get, uh, the, the big cojones. Yep. Well, what's the story? In 95, he was, used to be the Nets color commentator, and he I think it was the first time we've traced this one back, and he said it in a game. And I think we even talked about this in our last podcast. Um, and they said, what does this mean? Does it mean you're, you, it brings you to tears? He's like, no, it means big balls. So, yeah. It's like a game-winning shot or a big yeah. shot in a game. He did not announce the Ali, Ali Farouk-Manesh shot, but... That's an onions shot, right? For there. sure. Um, next up, a little nickel dimer. Cheap foul. Mm-hmm. Nickels and dimes, cheap he, a foul. He doesn't agree with a cheap foul and nickel dimer. Uh, the next one, always one of my favorites, a little foreshadowing. Man to man. Man to man defense. Man to man defense. And he does it at the beginning man-to-man. of the game. It's, it's like one, almost half a second, he crunches it together and. You know, your only problem is if you get, you get like Syracuse who plays that zone against somebody else, but then he's like, some two, three with man-to-man principles. Yeah, yeah. He'll say that. Next up on the list will be get the puppies organized. Puppies, feet. Get your feet set before your shot. you got to get the puppies organized so you can get that feet square and get a good shot off. And our final entry today, with a kiss. Uh, you, yeah, just players banking in, banking in a shot off the backboard. Kiss it off the glass. Yeah, I want to say this, though. It, it, I know most of those and confident, but I think 
it's important. I think CBS should probably just go ahead and hire you as the Bill Raftery translator. <laughs> I think that's... I can do that. Yeah, I can do I that. Think, like, uh, I what I probably couldn't do from stories is hang out with Bill after the game. So, <laughs> sounds like you wake up with a, a little bit of a headache the next day. So, hey, let's play some Bill Raftery clips for everybody. A little nickel dimer on the cut. Looks a minimum principle. And just get the puppies organized. Kiss. So obviously it's kind of hard to tell if those are you know just us doing impressions or if that's maybe actually Bill Raftery. But uh, John, let's hear how this turned out. So here is how our results came out. Yeah, let's hear it. Seventh place. Get the puppies organized. Oh, in such a good one. In sixth. A little nickel dimer. One of my favorites. Fifth, send it in, big fella. Yeah. Fourth, a little lingerie on the deck. Wow, classic. In third place, main to main. Yeah. I think our, our top three are probably the most well known, wouldn't yes, you say? I would say so. Yeah. Second place, onions. Yeah, I. That. Oof. oof. The top two. Oofta. It's just so. They're just. They're, all of them are great. Yeah. It's just these two are just so iconic and yeah. Onions you, double order. Yeah. <laughs> you can make the argument for any of these really. So that means our winner was with a kiss. Yeah. Nice bank shot. With a kiss. So Irv, what are your good points? Uh you know, I again, like I said, I love all these. Um my favorite one is probably onions, but I you know, I I can go with, with a kiss too, like, you know, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if I have any good points for or any bad, like any points against any of them. They're just all classic, and just because we all love Bill, yeah, we love all of these. Sure, Dion. Well, as a basketball coach, you're always a lot of times you're telling kids, "Hey, you need to get your your get your feet set before you do this." And so, get the puppies organized is one of my one of my favorites. Um, but with a kiss, use the bank board. You mm-hmm. know, the bank board. The bank, bank board. board. Use oh. the bank board. Use the bank board. Okay. Got bank board's your best teammate bank out board's there. Bank board's your best teammate. You got to use the bank board. So I, I love those two, and that's your first and last, right? And so those are two of my favorites. But you can't go wrong with the Bill Raftery saying here. So Absolutely. I No problem. You could, we could have pulled these out of a hat and said, here's our ranking, and I'd probably have been happy with it. So The great thing that I like is if you sit down and watch a game with Bill Raftery, you're going to probably hear all of these at some point, but he also doesn't seem to overdo it, really. No. Like, he doesn't force it. He just lets it flow. He offers genuine, good analysis of the game and then throws this stuff in there that makes you enjoy it and look forward to wanting to hear it. Absolutely. And that's why he won our podcast. Absolutely. And we devoted a whole section to him today. You're welcome, so, everyone. Good discussion. You're welcome, America! <laughs> Was that Bill? <laughs> Bill's here. All right. Good discussion? Yep. Moving on. Next up in today's podcast is going to be a discussion about defunct sports logos. And we picked six of these. Um, we have one from Major League Baseball, or two from two Major, League Major League Baseball, Baseball, one NFL, one NBA, and two NHL teams. So in no particular order, 
We have the Seattle Supersonics, which is uh, the green and gold and the outline of the city of Seattle with the Space Needle with like a half basketball in the background. Um, classic. A classic logo. And the Sonics quit playing in Seattle in 2008. They're now the Oklahoma Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes. Are they the Oklahoma City Thunder? Oklahoma City. Yeah. Next on the list, the Montreal Expos, a baseball team that left Montreal in 04 and went to the nation's capital of Washington, D.C. Not, not that nation's capital, the, our nation's capital. Oh, our nation's. They're not the Ottawa Expos. Right. They're the Washington Nationals. Correct. Um, but this is an M, red, white, and blue, but then it has a E in red and a B in blue, and it's all melded together. That's about the best way I can explain yeah. it, standing for Montreal Expos Baseball. I would wear uh, Expos baseball cap any day of the week if you guys wanted to get me one for my birthday. Hmm. Is that coming up? June twelfth. Any pointers out there? Want to send? Uh, we'll start a GoFundMe or something. Okay. <laughs> Third on the list, the Houston Oilers, which is pretty simple. We talked about the Oilers uniforms in um, last Our season's six, podcast. Six list mini blitz episode last year it was one of our. That's right. Uniforms. That's right. The, the kind of baby blue and red and white, and yep. it's just an oil derrick. Yep. But it's classy and simple. Very good. Next up, we get into the hockey entries, the Hartford Whalers. Um, really a pretty cool logo if you haven't seen it. You can kind of see the whale with the whale whale tail. tail. Whale, whale tail. tail. Um, and then I think it looks kind of like a mustache pointed up at the end, but yeah, whale tail. You have a, a green W, and then the negative space is an H, which... Could stand for Hartford. Could stand for hockey. Could stand for a holy cow. Well, Harry Carey's here now, <laughs> hanging out with Bill Raftery. Um, so the Hartford Whalers. Um, fifth on the list, the Quebec Nordiques, which Dion pointed out is supposed to look like an igloo. It's a red igloo with a hockey stick in front of it and then a little hockey puck. Looks more like a ball. You can play hockey with a ball. What a bunch of... You can play floor hockey. Oh, good point. Never mind. That's a good point. And then finally, the Houston Colt 45s, which is still in Houston, but they are now called the Astros because they moved in the Astrodome. And it just says Houston Colt 45s with a revolver. Yeah. Now they bang on trash cans instead of using a 45. Yeah. So the final results, there were a couple that might have surprised me a little bit. We'll see what you guys think. Uh, but in sixth place were the Houston Colt 45s. Fifth place, the Seattle Supersonics. Fourth place, the Quebec Nordiques. In third place, the Hartford Whalers. Second place, the Houston Oilers. And our winner, the Montreal Expos. Um, Irv. Yeah. Thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, the ones I was voting for today were a lot of the red, white, and blue color scheme. Um, you know, a couple of them are Canadian. Eh? But, uh, you know... All good. I still like that color scheme, no matter uh, where it's from. Um, I think these are all really cool. Um, and the, the the three red, white, and blue schemed ones um, are definitely the my top half for sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. Dion, uh, I was not going to go against Montreal Expos. I think I already said that. that one of my favorite logos um, back in the day. They were in the Cubs division, and I'm a Cubs fan, so I definitely rooted against them at times, but they were a team that I never hated. Sure. They had players I like. Andre Dawson played there, Tim Raines. 
Uh, Gary Carter, you had Vance Law, you had Tim Wallach, you had Dennis Martinez. Pedro Martinez played there, Randy Johnson, a lot of these guys um, played for the Expos. And so I have only good memories. You remember the baseball bunch with Johnny Bench? Yeah, absolutely. And so what was great was when he and Gary Carter were together and they'd talk catching on that show. And so I have fond memories of this Expos and Expos logo. And, I, and so I just... I love that logo. Once again, somebody start that GoFundMe page. Send me an old Expos uh, hat and jersey. Maybe an Andre Dawson jersey. So my Probably son, find one from China. Yeah, my youngest son's name is Dawson. So. Named uh, after Andre. Correct. Uh, I love the Hartford Whalers logo. And I know you described this. It's got the, the negative space H. It's got the W and then the whale tail on top. If you've not seen it, just go Google it. It's great. That's one of my favorites. But it was hard to vote against the Houston Oilers logo since... That was one of our favorite retro jerseys, is the oil derrick and that and that light blue kind of powder blue, baby blue, with the red and red and white. So, see, and, and actually, I, I like the Oilers uniforms a lot, but it surprised me that the logo finished that high because of of its simplicity. Yeah, like I felt like the the Expos, the Whalers, even the Supersonics and the Nordiques had a little more to the logo. Like, there's some little the Supersonics not as much, but the other three, there's like little almost hidden things in them yeah, a little bit, you bet. where the, the Oilers is just pretty straightforward. But maybe the simplicity well, is like what's nice simplicity for the, the AFL, you know, the old old league that merged with the NFL to form with the current NFL, the Oilers were the first, I believe, the first two champions of the league, like huh. in 1960, 1961. The, Earl Campbell, but that was... That was late 70s, early 80s. But this was like way back when... Um, I can't even tell you some players from those Oilers teams, but they they won the first couple AFL championships, and so they were kind of the more well known teams in there. They beat the Chargers. That old John was it John Hadle? Who Hadle was the quarterback? I'm not sure. Anyway, time to move on. Yeah. It, so if if you're unsure what some of these logos are, I would strongly encourage you to to take a look, um, see if you like them. Buy some merchandise. The great thing about today's day and age, you can still find merchandise for all of these logos out there on the interweb. Any final thoughts? I like how it ended up. All right. I I like all these except the Colt 45s. Let's go ahead and keep her moving. Keep her moving. Next up, we're going to rehash our discussion of best fast food breakfast restaurant. And we did have some really good discussion during this one because I think we all have our oh, own yeah. favorites for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so again, in no particular order, we are going to be talking about Burger King, Dunkin', or used to be Dunkin' Donuts, of course, right. yep. um, Subway, McDonald's, Hardee's, and finally Taco John's. It's interesting, like Dunkin' Donuts, they drop the donuts, but like a donut's a classic breakfast food. I love a good donut for breakfast. Now they're just Dunkin' because donuts sound too unhealthy or something. If I go to Dunkin', I'm going to get yeah. a breakfast sandwich, coffee, because their coffee is good really coffee. good, and I'm going to get a donut, too. Yeah. When Dunkin' first came to Ames, I was in college, and uh, it used to be a Taco Bell, and I remember there was long, long lines waiting there for the coffee and the donuts, and that's what I got, man. It was, yeah, and I don't know why donuts is such a bad thing, but like... The little the, donut holes, too. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was so good. Yeah. And their sandwiches are good, so... They are, they are, they're really good. Um, so here are the final results, and then we'll kind of go around the horn and give our thoughts. And we did have some good discussion on this, for I thought. Sure. 
Um, so in sixth place is Subway. Fifth place, Burger King. Fourth place, Taco John's. In third place, Duncan. Second place is McDonald's. And our winner is Hardee's. Dion, good points, please. You betcha. Um, and I don't want to steal your thunder, John, but Hardee's biscuits, when they're fresh, they don't get much better. I mean, I, so good. I can't imagine, either whether it's cinnamon raisin biscuits or whether it's a biscuit sandwich or whether it's biscuits and gravy, those biscuits are fantastic. Um, I love Dunkin'. Like you said, I go there, I get a donut, get a coffee, and a lot of times I also get like a sandwich, whether it's a croissant or a biscuit or just a regular sandwich with egg and bacon and cheese, whatever. Um, the breakfast burrito, and Irv, we were talking about this, breakfast burritos have been something that's a part of your whole life. Yep. Um, McDonald's added it to their menu in the early 90s. Yep. When I was a kid, I, I don't remember breakfast burrito ever being something that existed. Like, no one talked about a breakfast burrito, like taking a tortilla, throwing bacon, eggs, and cheese, and hash browns into it. And so, uh, Taco John's being on here and all that stuff. But the McDonald's breakfast burrito is pretty classic. I love their hot bacani sauce. And so that bumps it up and... If we were to ever do best breakfast sandwich, like an individual, like not even a sandwich, breakfast breakfast order, whatever that is, mm-hmm. I got to throw the McGriddle out there as, as something to think about. The Are they actual pancakes or what are the... I little, think that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to resemble pancakes and you throw some sausage, egg, and cheese on there and it's one of my favorites. So. Yeah. But I I can't argue with this. If, if Hardee's didn't finish first, I'd have been fine with it. Um, about the only one on here that... I would not that I don't like it, but Subway to me kind of sticks out as being a distant sixth on, sure. on, on my list. But the other five, I'm happy with all of them. Um, yeah, Subway I would agree is probably a distant sixth. I I haven't had that one a whole lot. Um, well, I haven't had Taco John's ever, and you guys I know was, both yeah. like that one, so that's going to be on my list of something to try. Um, I like the Burger King Chris sandwich. And that one, was Burger King ended up finishing fifth. So I have that one a little bit higher. But one, two, three, I would agree with 100% with Hardee's, McDonald's, Duncan. McDonald's, to me, maybe has the most variety, I guess, in what I would get. Because whether it be the breakfast burrito or an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin with egg or, um, you know, you get the McGriddle or even going into the hot cakes or the big breakfast, those are pretty good, too. Um but like Dion said, the biscuits at Hardy's phenomenal, and throw a little bacon, egg, and cheese on that, and you got a good meal. Irv. So, I would say this for me on the breakfast stuff. Growing up, we were not extremely likely to pull into a McDonald's or a Taco John's or a Hardy's or any of these for breakfast. Growing up, we were much more likely to pull into like, let's go to Krispy Kreme, let's go to Hy-Vee and get a donut, let's whatever. Like sure. that was, it, whatever the reason was, we were getting breakfast or. It, that was we just didn't stop and get fast food breakfast yeah. a lot. Yep. It just so that didn't come for me until adult life and, and experiencing a lot of these. So for me, my number one was Taco John's, which I realized you know for a lot of people maybe isn't a top you know high contender, but I think it's also just because it's one of my favorite fast food restaurants just in general. You bet. And I but I love the breakfast burrito, McDonald's. You got the variety there. Hardee's is so good as you guys already mentioned. And I think, yeah, for me, the bottom one being Subway is fine. Burger King, I don't know that I've ever had Burger King breakfast, to be honest with you. I, to memory, I don't yeah, think I've had... the crust sandwich, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's good. Yeah, it's it's, good. it's pretty solid. I like the sausage croissant much so, the best. And the little I, cinnamon cinnamon roll. I'm honestly good with the the way this list went. Yep. Um, even though I probably personally would have put Taco John's higher, I realize as a representation, it probably shouldn't be. Well, good list, and I, I think we have some good points there. Okay, and our final list that we're going to break down today on the Quick Six Mini List Blitz good job. is Best Weird Al Yankovic Song. Um, can, why don't you give us a little background on Weird Al and his beginnings and where that all came from? Is Al short for Albert or Alan or... Alfred. Alfred. Alfred Matthew Yankovic. Sure. Born October 23rd, 1959. American singer, musician, record producer, and actor. Known for his humorous songs. Humorous. Oh. Humorous. Um, These aren't originals then that we're going off here, huh? Since having a comedy song aired in 1976... He has sold more than 12 million albums as of 2007. More than 150 parody and original songs. Have you guys ever owned a Weird Al album? I have not. Nope. I haven't either. No. I do enjoy his stuff. Just I've never. Oh yeah, he's funny. Sorry, Al, if you're listening. I don't own any of your stuff. I need to go out and do that. Go buy that. For sure. Yeah. So maybe you can get a Weird Al album and an Expos hat. Go fund me. I want a Weird Al CD. I wanted to see you with an Expos hat, Weird Al shirt, shirt. No, and a Bill Raftery shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Give me a shirt that says, like, a little <laughs> kiss or onions or... Lingerie in the deck. Yes. Perfect. We That's have a plan. The Dion Bright look. Pointers, there's your mission. <laughs> so, our Weird Al songs that we discussed and tried to make some good points about, in no particular order, were... First of all, um, The Saga Begins, which is a rendition based off the song American Pie by Don McLean. Which was on one of our podcasts. It was. It was, for sure. seven-minute songs. Uh, Second song, Amish Paradise, which is based off of Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. The third song, Word Crimes, which is a parody of Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke and probably the newest song on our list. I think so. Robin Thicke's dad is Alan Thicke, right? Correct. Yeah, Fourth up was White and Nerdy, which is based off of Riding by Chameleon Air. Did I say that right, Eric? I think so. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, the fifth one, one of the older songs, Like a Surgeon, which is Ow! based off of Like a Virgin by Madonna. Sixth up, Bedrock Anthem, which is one of the few Weird Al songs that is actually two songs put together because it's Under the Bridge and Give It Away, both by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, but do. And I'm a big fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think that's why I like this song. Oh, yeah. And our final song is Eat It, which is based off of Beat It by Michael Jackson. Which I believe we also have discussed in our podcast in the 90s or 80s music videos. Wasn't Beat It one of all of the Yes, it was. It was, yeah, was so. for sure. So our final results, here they are. Drum roll, please. We had a tie for sixth place, Ooh. and winning that tie... Well, losing that tie, so finishing seventh place was White and Nerdy, mm. and then sixth place Word Crimes. In hey, hey, fifth hey. place, also losing a tie, was The Saga Begins, and fourth place, the winner of that tie break was Bedrock Anthem. Yeah, but dabba do now. In third place, Amish Paradise. Second place, Like a Surgeon, and the winner, Eat It. You bet. Dion, thoughts? Uh, I can't go wrong with the top three. They're classic Weird Al songs. They're funny. You, uh, when I when you 
listen to Weird Al. I feel like you picture the videos with them, and all seven of these have pretty good videos. Um, if you go back and listen to our best songs over seven minutes podcast, that, is that season one, I think? Yes, I um, think that's right. The Saga Begins parodies American Pie by Don McLean, and you'll see it. It'll make it sound like I don't like the song. I, no problems with the song. It's just not one of my favorites. But the video, fantastic. Because I'm a Star Wars fan, it kind of parodies Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this. I'm a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, but you know I'm a child of the late 80s, early 90s. So when you get the, uh, the Bedrock Anthem, which parodies two Red Hot Chili Peppers songs, I really like that one. I can't complain about how this finished up. Yeah, I, I like a lot of these, but I was a big fan of Like a Surgeon because when I think of Weird Al, that's a lot of there's a lot of props in that um, music video. Uh, it does a lot of the humor type stuff, interspersed kind of that wacky humor that Weird Al's known for. Even starts dancing like Madonna a little bit at the end, kind of rolling around on the floor of the operating room. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Amish Paradise, another one of my highlights. Uh, Coolio and Gangsta's Paradise was a song that came out when I was in college, um, and it was a, it was a big hit, part of a, a movie, Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that that was a, a pretty good uh, video as well. So, Irv, how about you? You know, I had a hard time with this list because I had to ask myself, like, okay, am I voting on what's the better Weird Al song or what's my favorite Weird Al song? And like, my favorite is probably Saga Begins because it mixes Star Wars, which is one of my favorite things, mixed with American Pie, which is a song that I very much like. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that is a better Weird Al song than Eat It. And so I'm very comfortable with Eat It winning this because I think, like we've said, that's what made him famous. White Nerdy is another one of my favorite ones just because I do love the nerdy references within it. I know it was our lucky charms of this list, but... Uh, um, still a good song. It's still, yeah. It Remember, was still it, on our list. It if something list. makes our list, it's yeah, good. Absolutely. It's good. Just even though it's Lucky Charms, it's still good. Sure. So, Irv, I think you, uh, we're not going to do a start one, sit one, cut, cut one, one, but no, Irv, you had a week. question of the week for us. So it tags along with our final of the of the lists here. What is your favorite Weird Al song that did not make our seven? Sure. Uh, my, I should mention my wife loves the song Lasagna, mm-hmm. which I believe is a parody of La Bamba. It's like La 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 Lasagna. I don't that? know if I've heard that. Uh, but she likes that one. Um, I'm a big fan of another one, Rides the Bus, which I think is one of his fir- first songs. Yeah, he plays the accordion, sounds yeah. like you know another one bites the dust. And so it gets put on a lot of lists. But probably my favorite that didn't make it is Smells Like Nirvana, which is a parody of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, and if you are my age, you know, nearing 50, you and you remember Nirvana. This was back in the time when you couldn't just Google the lyrics because Google wasn't a thing. Yeah. And so unless you had the album and the cover had the lyrics inside, you didn't know. And, I mean, you think about a lot of grunge bands that just kind of groaned and moaned. You didn't know what they said. And so he kind of made fun of that, that you didn't understand what they were saying and what the lyrics even mean and... You know, at that time, that was just kind of a funny, and so I would say "Smells Like Nirvana" is probably one of my favorites. Plus, like, they, there's farm animals in there, cows mooing and sheep. It is a funny one for it's a, sure. It's a, it's a good video, good song. Probably, it's probably my favorite that didn't make the list. I have no problem with it not being on the list, but you know, the question is, favorite one that didn't make it. And I, I'd probably go with "Smells Like Nirvana," but yeah, you know, I could probably come up with three or four more, but I don't want to take the time up when I know John's got something really good to add here. So. Yeah, I'm going to have a short answer to this. Um, 
my favorite one that wasn't on the list is the song Gump, um, which came out in the mid-90s, right yep. after Forrest Gump came out, and it's based off the song by the Presidents of the United States of America, Lump. Lump. Um, and it's just Lump. a catchy tune. Yep. It's fun. Yep. Um, kind of ties in movies with the whole Weird Al persona. Um, and I've always thought that was a really good Weird Al song. Earth? My favorite one that didn't make it is called Beverly Hillbillies, and it's based off of Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. Sure. Also so, in our yep. episode about so, best songs. I love that one because, it again, he he stays pretty close to the songs he's parodying, and you get some good guitar licks and some good, like, whatever that sounds like, very close to, yeah. he, especially like Smells Like Nirvana, going back to that one, that there's a lot in there that sounds just like it. Yeah. And so yeah. he, he stays pretty true, and I like that about him. So, uh, yeah, Beverly Hillbillies for me. Excellent. So I think that does it. We've we've done it. We've tackled the quick six mini lit list blitz. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Yeah, that wasn't you, my you, better. You've effort. done better, but that wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. and the first one was the worst. One. <laughs> um, so let us know what you thought. Um, go ahead and take a look at our Twitter handle at that's a good point one. Point. And give us some feedback on this list. There's a lot of different. Um, things to talk about and join us next week as we break down some new topic that we'll uh, decide later on so guys any last thoughts uh, we're looking forward to hear from the pointers what do you, what, what you think about this one or any of the last ones so let us know heck yeah all right adios